Hi, my name is Mary South, and I am a urogynecologist. Taking care of girl problems is the easiest way to describe what I do for a living. More specifically, I treat women with pelvic floor problems like urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, pelvic pain, and recurrent urinary tract infections, just to name a few. Many women are affected by these conditions, yet few women are comfortable talking about them. Throughout this series of podcasts, I am going to pick specific conditions or topics to discuss. I will describe the symptoms, the workup, and the treatment. Rather than interviewing other experts in the field, you will listen to patients in my medical practice talk about their experiences with pelvic floor issues. You will hear from real women with real girl problems. In episode two of this series of podcasts, I discussed treatment options for overactive bladder. In episode four, I discussed the use of Botox to treat overactive bladder. Finally, as promised, I will discuss yet another treatment option for overactive bladder called Interstim. Before we get started, I wanted to mention for the purpose of historical documentation and as an explanation for sometimes muffled audio, due to the current pandemic, my patients and I are both wearing face masks during the interviews you will hear in this podcast. Also, I recorded a couple of conversations during a telephone visit. To recap, overactive bladder is a combination of symptoms including urinary frequency, urgency, and urinary urge incontinence. In understanding how interstim works, we first need to know that communication is critical to how the bladder works. Bladder function involves the coordination of the brain and muscles through our nerve signals. As your bladder fills with urine, nerves tell your brain that it needs to empty. The brain then sends signals via the nerves to cause the bladder muscle to contract. Research suggests that bladder control problems are linked to poor bladder-brain communication. With overactive bladder, regardless of what our brain wants our bladder to do, our bladder has a mind of its own and contracts at sometimes inopportune times. Medtronic bladder control therapy, delivered by the interstim systems, use gentle nerve stimulation to correct the bladder-brain communication pathway and restore bladder function. This therapy provides relief and restores bladder function by gently stimulating the sacral nerves. We will explain where and how the device is placed later in this episode. I want you to hear this woman speak about her experience with Interstim. She was very reluctant to have the device placed, but after several years of working with me on every other possible treatment option, she finally decided to proceed. She was pleasantly surprised to find how well it has worked for her. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Interstim and how it's helped you? It has helped me in that I'm not having the extreme flooding that I had before. I'm a little better under, better under control. I can make it to the restroom without having to worry about having a, an accident. It's been much more convenient for me in that I don't need to make as many changes throughout the day. And I find that the control is much better than I had before. That's excellent. Now, the actual process of getting, you know, doing the staging and going to the operating room, yes. how did you find that experience? Very good. I was extremely pleased with you, of course, and Western Reserve <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Did you find wearing the belt or doing that testing phase, was it bothersome or did you find it just to be a fairly straightforward procedure? Fairly straightforward. I, I found no issues with it. The interstim system consists of a tiny wire that is connected to a small battery. The wire is placed under the skin to the left or right of the tailbone. The wire lies along the sacral nerve, which sends signals to your bladder and your bowels. 
The system is placed under x-ray guidance in the operating room, but is a straightforward outpatient procedure with little downtime. Most people can return to work the next day. The nice thing about InterStim is that we can first test the therapy and see if it works before you decide to go ahead with it. There is no long-term commitment. At the end of the test, you'll have a much better idea if this therapy will deliver the relief you expect. The test is performed in one of two ways. The first, called percutaneous nerve evaluation, or PNE, is a minor office procedure where we place a temporary filament under the skin near your butt cheeks after numbing you with a local anesthetic like lidocaine. The second option is to place a more durable lead under x-ray guidance in the operating room. The in-office test does not require an incision and is usually left in place for a week. The second option in the operating room requires an incision on your butt cheek, a little shorter than an inch, and is left in place for two weeks. In either case, you will have a clear plastic bandage covering the temporary wire connection and battery to keep them dry and in place. You might ask yourself how we decide who has an in-office test and who undergoes a trial in the operating room. The answer depends on multiple factors, including the patient's mobility, body habitus, and personal preference. Some patients prefer to try the quicker test, so if it works, they only have to go to the operating room once to have the durable lead and generator placed. Other patients prefer to try the staged procedure in the operating room because they don't like the idea of having the wire placed in the office with only a local anesthetic. You and your doctor can discuss which option is best for you. The following patient had the system placed in the operating room, but we tested her in the office with the PE procedure before placement. Hear her describe her experience. We also did the PE procedure for you in the office. How would you describe that experience? That was a little more painful because I always had something on me. Mm-hmm. And I had to be careful about how I walked, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But You mean you same... had the bandages, the bandages on you and stuff? Exactly. Okay. And it was taped to me, and I had to be very careful with how I bent down, picked devices or things up. Mm-hmm. But overall, it went great. Okay. And it worked. Okay. The, the actual procedure in the office, did you find it painful? Just a tad bit. Okay, kind of, really. kind of pinchy? Yes, very okay. pinchy, but other than that, it was good. Okay. So overall, you'd say you've been pretty happy with the, with the procedure so far and what it's done for you? Absolutely. Okay. I great. think it's been... I think it's been great. Okay. <laughs> Big improvement. <laughs> awesome. Good. During either the PNA testing phase or the two-week more extended test, representatives from the company will contact you to see how the device is working and answer any questions. The following patient describes her experience with the stage one test that started with a trip to the operating room to place the more durable lead. We are right in the middle of your InterSim trial. So you've had had the uh, lead in for about a week and you yes. have the yep, and you have the generator, the temporary generator taped to your back. Right. Um, how's this week been for you? It's actually surprisingly surprised. The first day I didn't really notice a lot and then um, the tech called and told me like how I can turn it up and explain everything to me. And so once I turned it up, I could actually feel it. So mm-hmm. she told me what to look for for the feeling. And so um, then I started noticing that I was getting the sensation of having to go to the bathroom way before I had to, you know, kick down the door. Right. Okay, right. <laughs> so so you're, you're, you were given yeah, more warning. I, I was given more warning. So I could actually, um, and as I told her, one of my coworkers goes, did you notice that you didn't rip all your clothes off? Because I have to wear a lab coat and goggles. And so they were like, did you know? And they pick all the stuff up as I'm ripping it off, running to the bathroom. And so she said, did you notice that you just took it off and walked to the bathroom? And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't. And so, so that was really nice. But she was the first one to really notice that she didn't have to pick all my stuff up after me. So I was, she was like, yay. Oh, that's fabulous. So I was really excited. That's fabulous. So it has right. been a good thing. And has it been irritating having that thing taped to your back? 
Um, I think the most irritating thing for me is I like to take showers like okay. two or three. But so so so, so not being able to take like a get in there and get a real good hot shower is probably the most irritating. But not peeing on myself is more yeah, is more interesting yeah, and maybe, better for me than maybe you have to shower less because you're not peeing on yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. exactly. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, thanks well, a lot. You're welcome. As she stated. Patients are most bothered by the inability to take a full shower, as we do not want bandages containing the temporary battery to get wet. The falling patient had a similar complaint. However, both women felt not taking a full shower was a small price to pay for the relief they gained with the Interstim system. We're here in the pre-op area, and we did your stage one a week, two, two weeks ago, sorry. <laughs> okay, and uh, what, did you, what did you notice? I noticed that I went from urinating about 30 to 50 times a day to only urinating about five times a day. And I stopped having leakage problems. Instead of getting up every 45 minutes at night, I'm now able to sleep through the night. And honestly, it was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. Wow. Okay, great. We're gonna, today we're gonna take all the bandages off your back and we're going to put the battery in your butt cheek and connect the lead that we placed two weeks ago to the battery. So everything will be sealed off. How does that make you feel? Great, because I'm really looking forward to taking a shower. <laughs> that was the only part of this that I that I didn't like. But to be honest with you, not showering for two weeks was a lot more daunting than it was in real life. It it, it sounds really gross, but if if you can buy buy enough baby wipes, you can get through anything. <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. Good. Well, we'll we'll get you back there soon. When we are in the operating room, the patient is placed in the prone position, which means on their stomach. Once they are comfortable, we give them twilight sedation with some medication in their IV. After I've used the x-ray to position the lead, we test the lead to make sure it is stimulating the nerve appropriately. We can tell this by observing flexion of the big toe and a slight contraction of the buttocks, called bellows. These observations confirm we are stimulating the nerve that sends signals to the pelvis. Nothing? 1.5. 1.7. Okay, go to two. Two point zero. Okay, big response huge. there. Okay. Two huge. Three. Okay. All three right. and three are huge at two point zero. Yeah, big toe, big bellows. Okay. The previous patient we heard from about her experience with the PE procedure went ahead for full placement of the interstem filament and battery. Because we tested her in the office first and determined that this therapy would work for her, she only had to go to the operating room one time. Hear her description of her experience about six weeks after the procedure. You have been seeing me since 2017, so we're, we're getting close to, uh, well, it's been three and a half years now. Correct. And we have been doing Botox for your overactive bladder, but we finally decided to try the interstim device. Yes. And you had the interstim device placed, let's see, a little over a month ago, six weeks roughly. How was the experience in the operating room? Fabulous. Okay. Did you have any pain afterwards? Very little. Okay. What would you describe your experience like when you went in there? Did you feel like it took a long time? Did you feel like it was short? What was your overall experience? Everyone was very welcoming. I felt it went very fast. Mm -hmm. Very little pain afterwards. Took me about a week. About a week of pain. Like soreness? Or yes. Okay. A little bit did of soreness for a week. Uh-huh. 
And as I went back to work, I wore sweatpants for a week. They let me do that. And then I could finally fit in jeans without any pain a week later. Okay. And then the device itself, you feel like it's improved your symptoms about how much? About 65, 70% since Mm -hmm. I got it in. Since you got it in. Okay. Absolutely. And we're still kind of adjusting and playing around with the programs. Correct. Okay. 84% of patients experience at least a 50% or more improvement in their symptoms, consistent with three times greater improvement in quality of life than medications for overactive bladder. The following patient had not been seen in my office for a couple of years because she was doing so well with her device. I called her up, and although you can hear some interference from the TV in the background, I think it is very easy to tell how happy she is with her device. We did your inner stem procedure about two years ago, and I haven't seen you back at all because presumably you've been doing well. Is that correct? Very well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, tell me what difference the inner stem has made for you. Oh, my life has changed so better. I, I used to go to the store, and the first thing I'd ask is not where the shoe department is, but where the bathrooms were. <laughs> I was going through tens, like seven to eight of them a day. I mean, now that's just fantastic. I don't worry about work, you know, being out or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just been the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you have to wear pads at all anymore? No, I don't wear pads at all anymore. Wow. No. And you had, you had tried medications before the interstim and tell me what the medications how they affected you? The medication seemed to make it worse. It didn't make it any better for me. I mean, I, it broke through. And you had, I mean, did you have side effects with the medications? Yes. It just made me go go more, you know? And I mean, okay. it didn't slow it down. Okay. And do you have to, to do anything with your device much? Do you have to change the program or do anything like that? No, I've set the program... Sometimes I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you notice that it's there, the device? No. Wow. No. No, I don't even notice. It's fantastic. You have been a lifesaver to me. (laughs) Well, I thank (laughs) thank you. I I can't take complete credit for the InterSTEM device. I didn't invent it, but but I I definitely put plenty of them inside people. So is there anything else you wanted to add? I'll just just tell people if they have a bladder problem that that inner stem is the best way to go. Uh, Oh, God, (laughs) I've just been so, I mean, you have been, like I said, a godsend to me by doing that. And when my doctor recommended you, I love you and her both. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And listen, you have a great day, okay? Thank you very, very much. You stay safe and be good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Once placed, the InterStim battery lasts anywhere from 5 to 15 years, depending on the system you choose. The main difference between the two systems is whether or not the battery is rechargeable. The rechargeable battery lasts longer but requires weekly recharging for about 20 minutes. The non-rechargeable battery, as its name suggests, does not need to be recharged weekly, but it does not last as long. However, switching out the batteries is again a minor procedure. Most insurances, including Medicare and Medicaid, approve coverage in part or in full for interstim therapy. Before treating you with this system, we work to obtain your insurance company's approval. 
It is important to note that although interstim can provide adequate relief of symptoms, it is not a cure. Once the system is placed, most people describe a slight pulling, tingling, or fluttering sensation in their pelvic area, but that sensation eventually becomes unnoticeable. Previous interstim systems were not MRI compatible, but with recent advances in technology, it is now possible to have a full-body MRI even with the system in place. Although the risks of the procedure are low, they are not zero as with any medical procedure. In addition to risks related to twilight sedation, complications can include pain at the implant site, infection, lead movement, technical problems with the device, and uncomfortable sensations. In the vast majority of cases, if issues arise, they can be resolved. Of note, the system is completely reversible if the patient would like it removed. Although the focus of this episode was on the treatment of overactive bladder with the interstim system, interstim can also be used to treat patients with other specific conditions. As we discussed in episode 4, Botox has been a good option for patients with MS or multiple sclerosis who often require repeated MRI imaging, and before 2020, the device was not MRI compatible. However, with the new MRI compatibility of the interstim system, we can use this treatment option more readily for patients with MS. The following patient has suffered from MS for many years and has found significant relief with interstim therapy. You had your interstim revised in 2018. How has it been working for you? Really good. Um, I love it. It's made a huge difference in my life because I don't have to go to the bathroom nonstop anymore, and I don't have to look for a bathroom as soon as I get somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Remind me, had you ever tried Botox in the past? No. I tried just every medicine out there, and none of it worked. We thought that I probably wouldn't be the best candidate for Botox and that the inner stem would probably be a better choice for me. I think that's right because you have some trouble maybe emptying your bladder a little bit. Correct. Right. Okay. And you have and you have multiple sclerosis. When were you diagnosed with that? In two thousand three. Okay. Did you feel like the procedure having the device placed itself was painful? No, not at all. Okay. It was I just mean, I had, you know, typical, you know, pain after surgery, but nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, just kind of soreness at the site of that little incision. Correct. Right. Do you have to monkey around with your machine at all? Do you have to do you have to do much with it, or does it usually, do you, once you set it, do you feel like you can just leave it be? I could usually let it go for a long period of time. If I notice that I'm having issues or I'm going more frequently, I may bump it up one or two notches, but most of the time I just let it be. Awesome. Okay, cool. And then one final question. With the battery in your butt cheek there, do you ever, do you notice it? Do you have any trouble with it there, or is it just... Not at all. I don't even notice it. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, good. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I just, I recommend it for people that do have bladder issues because it makes your life so much easier. And I mean, I am so pleased with it. And it's so nice not to have to pee every half hour. Awesome. All right. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Dr. Sal. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Interstim therapy can also help patients who have non-obstructive urinary retention. These are patients who are not able to empty their bladders well. Hear this woman describe how the device has worked to help improve her voiding function. So we are going to talk a little bit about your experience with Interstim. Tell me about the procedure itself. How it was for you? Was it, you know, was it difficult or what did it, you think about it? It was not difficult. It was just stages, you know, mm-hmm. getting this, the uh, lead put in first. And then, but you had to keep 
the journal, which was not fun always. (laughs) Just kind of inconvenient. It wasn't always fun, you know, but it was easy. We decided after two weeks that I could do the surgery of having it put in. Did you have any pain associated with the surgery? Was it painful for you? No, it really wasn't. Okay. And you didn't have much of recovery time or anything? Uh, Absolutely not. In fact, when I was in recovery room, I just had to go really bad. And they were really busy, and I kept saying, "Uh, you better get busy and get here. (laughs) (laughs) And so she finally took me to the bathroom, and she's like, man, did you have to go? So really, it emptied my bladder. Uh Uh-huh. And we did it for you because you were having trouble emptying your bladder? Yes. And now you can empty just fine? Yes. I'm able to empty just fine, and I I can hold it quite a while. You know, I mean, I don't go often, and I'm not incontinent, which I'm thankful for because I'm almost 82. (laughs) Yes, that's good. That's a blessing. It is. It is. You know, we're so thankful for these things. Mm -hmm. Finally, interstim therapy works very well for patients with fecal incontinence. I will delve more deeply into this condition in a future episode, but did want to touch on the benefit of this therapy for patients who suffer from this very frustrating condition. Although I primarily treat women, I do, on occasion, see men with fecal incontinence who are referred by their GI doctor. The following gentleman found great relief after we treated him with interstim therapy. Tell me a little bit about your symptoms before we did the interstim therapy for you and how you're feeling now. Well, before uh, we did the procedure, I was kind of all over the place as far as bowel movements. As you know, I have rectal cancer, so they, uh, as part of the therapy, they removed my rectum. Yeah. And so I didn't have as much control as I used to. I didn't have anywhere for it to go, so to speak, before it came out. And I didn't have as much uh, control. Like, if I got the urge, it was like, now. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it would happen in my sleep. And, I, and I'm talking about um, incontinent episodes. So after we did the procedure, I noticed I have a bit more control now. Uh, I'm still a bit irregular. However, the uh, incontinence episodes have been a lot less. I Honestly, I can't. I think I had an incontinent episode about a week ago, and it was very, very small. It was just a very small amount. Fortunately, I was at home. But the improvement, as far as I'm concerned, has been terrific because I didn't have a whole lot of control before, and now I'm able to control it most of the time, and I'm able to get to a bathroom in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been working pretty well for me. So what would you say has been your percent improvement? I would say initially I thought it was around 50. Now I'm going to say it actually seems more like I've had about a 65% okay. uh, improvement. So it's cut uh, your... 65, 70. Okay, so even a little bit more. Okay. And then as far as the procedure itself, getting it done in the operating room, how was that experience? Oh, it was great. Uh, it, everybody was wonderful. Mm-hmm. As far as going to sleep and waking up, and everything was fine. Um, very little post-surgery pain after sight it of course is going to be a little tender for a few days yeah. because no matter where you sit <laughs> you'll get a little pressure but honestly it wasn't enough to merit a whole bunch of over-the-counter meds work fine okay. for controlling the pain it was very very limited and i've had no problems since no very little discomfort it was fine i was able to go back to work the next day great That's awesome. And then as far as having to operate the device, do you have to mess around with it too much or do you feel like you can set it and just it's set and you're good to go? Oh, I've set it and I'm good to go. Every now and again, I'll tinker with the settings, maybe turn it up a little bit, 
see how that does or turn it back a little bit. But it's very easy to operate. It's uh, yeah. it, it, it's like one, two, three. You turn you turn on the uh, tablet. You make sure that it's connected to the device, and you just hold the uh, the receiving unit, mm-hmm. or maybe no, it would be the sending unit. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but you hold it over the site, and it communicates with the uh, the uh, little pad. It looks like a phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cell phone. Yeah, great. I'm really glad you're doing so well. Do you have anything else to add for me? Yeah, I would say that if you have bowel incontinence, first of all, don't be embarrassed about it. It happens, especially after uh, the types of surgery that I. Had you know if you're if you're on the fence it works great for me now I'm not everyone so results won't be the same necessarily for you but <laughs> it is such I know there's no such thing as small surgery but it's such a minimally invasive procedure that it, it, it really it's just a tiny bit of discomfort for a day or two and you're fine yeah. and you're back to work I highly recommend it it's working great for me awesome great well thank you so much I really appreciate it well you're so welcome thanks a million. <laughs> I take care of a great many patients with overactive bladder. Although interstim therapy is an excellent treatment option, many of my patients shy away from this procedure. It is hard to wrap your head around how this device works, how it is placed, and what life will look like once the device is working. Medtronic bladder control therapy may be unlike any other treatment option you have ever heard of, but it may be just what you need to regain control of your bladder and your life. I hope this podcast provided helpful information. My goal with these podcasts is to educate and help women with their expectations when seeing their doctor with these pelvic health issues. I also want my patients and women in general to know that they are not alone. So many women tell me the same thing over and over again. Stay tuned for more podcasts on other pelvic floor health topics soon. If you have more questions, please feel free to reach out to me or your local urogynecologist to find the answers you need. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are here to help with your girl problems.